0: Should we talk politics?
1: I mean I appreciate my background. Long, long is, silence. is number 10 but I, I just it'll make everyone sad. Let's not do that.
0: Yeah why, why do we pick days to well, we don't pick them it just it always falls. So, uh, big news whether it's the passing of the Queen or the absolute dog's dinner that is our government um, always <laughs> happens on a on the second Thursday, <laughs> <didn't> we? <laughs> when we're recording, <laughs> 8 or sixteen, what? And it's too tempting that we won't, but it's too tempting to talk about it. But we're not a political show, are we? We will only get ourselves into yeah, trouble. No, this
1: is absolutely not within our remit.
0: No, but yeah, no. but it has been day today. Very strange day. Never mind. Um, it's been a very uh, hectic week elsewhere, though, hasn't it? Um, there's, there's a lot of obvious stuff to talk about today. Given what Apple has done. Um, but again, looking at the, the um, show outline, I can see that's been shoved right to the back of the queue uh, before all sorts of stuff, which I'm quite happy with personally. I think we can leave that as a bit of a cliffhanger for later on.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that, It will they, either they, keep they, people they,
0: listening they, or. <laughs> they
1: couldn't even be asked to do a video, could they? It's just all just pushed out the back door of our press release and it's all thoroughly un- uninspiring. We, we should cover it talk about how uninspiring it is but i think yeah there's more interesting things to talk about like yeah. all of your mad adventures this past well since we last yeah. spoke
0: let's start there because that will either get people wait listening to the entire the entire episode or they'll just do the old you know plus 30 and skip ahead <laughs> to the end but um hopefully they'll start listening from now but yeah we'll, we'll cover the apple stuff later but uh, yeah there's been a lot lot going on actually um at this end it's been a bit of a crazy couple of weeks um all over the shop, basically. Literally. Starting with London. I, I did this really stupid thing last week where I, I booked in, it's completely my own doing, no one told me to do it at all, but I booked in a trip to London to test the uh, Pixel 7 and Pixel 7 Pro. And then about three days later, I went to the Peak District to um, do a, you know, a kind of hiking test for the Apple Watch Ultra. And in total, I think the, the mileage I did was about Forty miles or something, thirty-five miles or something. Um, stupid and didn't stretch, obviously. So by the by the, by the Saturday, I was just absolutely destroyed. Well, my legs were completely destroyed. Um, very bad planning. Although I think I can I can probably blame Apple and Google and Techtober for all this. Although not many people did what I did. To be fair, I think um, most other people just sat behind a desk and talked about the phones and the watches. I think it's good that it was you good, actually good
1: put it through its paces what what sort of how, how has that been received? I would have, I would expect I, was, I, I mean have I watched it? I have watched it because yeah you you, you put all sorts of like, you had like you got all the toys out didn't you? you got your drone out, you had the uh, the go you did some like time lapses it was all going on. Um, it was fantastic video. I would hope for the amount of effort you put in that it's performed well
0: has it? It's performed pretty well. It's not performed as well as the first video that I did on the watch, which was not a surprise. Actually, I didn't think I didn't expect it to. To be fair, because you get that kind of peak with the interest and the trending topics on YouTube, and then they kind of die off a little bit. Some of them do sustain, and and, and interestingly, the Apple Watch Ultra is sustaining a little bit. So it's, it's it's sustaining more than the iPhone would normally. The iPhone peaks and then drops off quite quickly. But there's something about this watch that people. Are genuinely quite interested in um either either just from a possibly from a purchasing perspective but also just a fascination with it really um so that that has helped but uh, yeah i mean the, the feedback was really good that, that was the thing that was m- more, more than views and things was, you know, that's all important but i wanted i wanted to see what people thought to that style of video really because um, it was it took a long time to to make it if you, if you factor in all the traveling and the full I'm day faturing, of shooting Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. (laughs) Not quite that far, but yeah, all that stuff, basically. Um, And also the fact that you you almost double the walking you're doing, because what no one tells you is whenever you watch a lot of YouTubers or whoever they are doing those things where they walk past the camera, if you're on your own, you have to do that yourself. If you haven't got a camera person filming you, you have to set the camera down on the floor step back, walk past it, walk as far as you think you need to, turn around, come back and pick the camera up. Um, and after about the 20th time of doing that, it starts to get a bit boring. Um, but it it works. And then obviously when you get into the edit suite, you use about three seconds of that footage basically. Um, I didn't use much of what I shot at all, to be honest, but that's the name of the game, really. But it's fun. I enjoyed it. It was, It was, um, and it was a good test for the watch. It wasn't a thorough test but it was a realistic test from a a normal bloke who does normal hiking you know just a like a sort of you know 17 18 mile walk around some hills um it was and, and it fared pretty well although bearing in mind that i think by the time i got back so it, it started life at 6am ish 100 percent and by the end of the walk which was about four o'clock i think it had, it had, what was it, 45% or something remaining? Um, I'll put a link in the show notes, obviously, to the, the video so people can confirm that. But it, it was something like that. And all day it had been doing a, a workout tracking. So it had the um, yeah, the workout Apple workout app running in the background. It was doing the track back thing. So, you know, if you've got the compass, you can choose Retrace Your Steps. And that basically tracks your steps and keeps a map of where you've been. Um it wasn't using GPS, uh, sorry, not GPS cellular, because um, I had my phone with me. Because again, a realistic test, I would have my phone with me. I wouldn't just leave my my phone at home. Um, so it was doing quite a bit, but you can imagine if you were camping that night, you'd still have to charge it. If you if you were going to do the same walk the next day, you're going to have to charge it. And particularly if the walk was longer than the one that I did. So if you, if you were going to go, you know, do a I don't know, thirty mile walk in a day. It's probably going to be fairly exhausted by the end of that, I think, which mm. does make you question the way Apple are pitching this at ultra hikers. Yeah,
1: I mean that was, that was the suspicion, wasn't it, that it that it was not going to compete with the with the Garmin crowd,
0: and uh, it doesn't. So there we go. <laughs> No, I don't think it can either. I mean it's it's not the same sort of watch at all. You know, a Garmin is it's so different in terms of what it does. I know they're still both they're, they're still technically smart watches, but Garmin's are focused on just tracking and fitness stuff, aren't they? Um, whereas the Apple Watch is doing all sorts of things. So it's it's still a lot better than a normal, you know, Series eight or series seven, there's there's no doubting that at all. Um but it's yeah. It's not a it's not a Garmin competitor just yet
1: so yeah so you went on your adventure to the peak district made a brilliant apple watch video got all the toys out it's got a good reception it's got some views perhaps not enough to you know not 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 as many as it deserves i think a lot of your viewers would would feel because it was a quality bit of work but you also went to london was that yeah. for any particular reason, or just to go to London and, and get some footage in London?
0: Basically, yeah, yeah, just to do something different, really. I'm, I'm just, I've been inspired just to leave this this room now and just go and film anywhere. Really, it's, I think, partly doing the vlogging stuff for the for the patrons and and what have you. It's, um, I've just, yeah, I've really enjoyed it, and you don't, you can be anywhere. You know, if, you, if you're talking about if, you, if you're reviewing a phone, particularly if you're diving into the camera side of it it's best to be somewhere else, really, because I can only take the photos of so many things in this studio and outside the studio. It's all the same stuff, so you know, why not head to a, a tourist hotspot and do it there instead? And um, it was great. I, I really enjoyed that, actually, and it was a good test for those phones. Uh, and what was really interesting is that both the iPhone 14 Pro Max and the uh, Pixel 7 Pro were pretty much dead by about three o'clock battery-wise because I'd been shooting shooting 4K video all day, um, well, on and off not literally all day obviously but it's just interesting that when you really hammer these phones the battery does vanish quite quickly um the iphone was slightly better the iphone had a bit more juice left but the pixel 7 pro was pretty much dead by that point
1: which we we do need to talk about in a bit your pixel and pixel watch but you've, there was a third adventure wasn't there <laughs> So yes, not yeah. not content with yeah, going so I got to the
0: to the capital and you know climbing a big hill,
1: you also went to Amsterdam.
0: I did, yeah, yeah. That wasn't my doing. That was a, a, an invite from JBL. So uh, JBL, who are for the uninitiated are a, an audio manufacturer, although they're owned by Harman, which um, again people may know of brands like Harman Carden. Harman Carden is a product within the Harman brand, um, but they own all sorts, of, loads of, of, of kind of mini brands and things, uh, mini audio um, uh, products. Um, but they're owned by Samsung, ultimately. This is actually a Samsung company overall, which is surprising, um, or maybe not surprising, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so JBL invited me to their head office in Amsterdam, and it was to see a bunch of new products, which um, are all pretty interesting, actually. One in particular is, which I'll explain in a minute but um yeah it was, and it was a typical press thing so it was being sent out you know flown out wined and dined a bit um shown these new products get hands-on time with them and shipped back home the next day so you're kind of out there for 24 hours so you don't the, the only the, the annoying thing with this is that you don't get to see much of the place that you go to um it was the same thing with the oppo trip to paris i didn't see anything of paris really um the only difference this time was that we because it's Amsterdam and everyone cycles, obviously, uh, we got bikes. Uh, we, we took bikes from the Harman office to where we were, we were having dinner, um, which was really nice, actually. So we, we cycled through part of Amsterdam, got a little ferry across to where the, the restaurant was and cycled back later on, um, obviously after a few beers, which is interesting. Uh, no one wears helmets, which I thought was in very... Two things. No one wears helmets, and cyclists absolutely rule the road. It's a complete role reversal compared to the UK. Um cars are just like you know, second class citizens they just they get out of the way for cyclists It's really surreal um Anyone who lives in the u k will know that we, <laughs> we we don't like cyclists um and yeah but yeah i digress it was it was a, it was a really really nice visit really nice people actually JBL b i haven't done this before apparently that they've been waiting to get a product showroom in place to, to invite press and, and YouTubers and people, uh, which is all there now. It's all very nice. They've got these, like, these little booths everywhere with setups that you can try out and try headphones and soundbars and stuff. And uh, yeah, it was great. I re- really enjoyed that. And some, and some good products as well, including a pair of noise-canceling earbuds with a screen that has a case, a, a case rather, that has a screen on it. Which was very cool. Yeah. It sounds quite gimmicky, but what, what what did you think when you saw those um, those images?
1: I I I looked at it and I was like, well, that's brilliant.
0: Of course, it's got a screw. Why haven't,
1: why haven't all charging cases got a display on them? But yeah, I mean, how how useful is that really?
0: I don't know. I mean, one thing with this visit, we didn't get to try some of these products because they weren't quite ready yet. So that what that in particular wasn't quite there yet. Um, I think they're being launched in February or something. Um, I I gather that the the point what the the, the kind of um, angle they're taking with this is that you have this little case uh, your you, you regular iP- AirPod Pro like case charging case that has this screen on it which has all the controls for playback and you know turning noise cancelling and stuff off and loads of other stuff. The idea being that you don't use your phone quite so much so they're taking that angle of you know reducing screen time on your phone leaving it in your pocket, doing everything you need to do on the headphones themselves, whether it be you know touch controls on the, on the, on the earbuds or the actual case and um, it's their own software as well, which is quite, quite interesting, I thought. And that, that model that we were playing with was nice and snappy and seemed quite responsive. Uh, battery life, they were a little bit woolly on, but it's, it's, it's apparently not far off AirPods Pro in terms of um, what, they, what you get out of those. Um, it is a big case, so that's anything to bear in mind. It's very chunky. That's one thing I'd, I'd kind of say about it. Are but you I'd, able yeah, to I love tell. stuff like because it's just different
1: from the display are you able to tell whether or not the earbuds are stowed
0: within the case I don't know that would be handy though wouldn't it well that would have been useful for me indeed <laughs> will
1: tell that story
0: yeah yeah so when uh, on the <laughs> I'd, I'd love to know if other, other people have this issue because it happens to me quite a lot so with, with the AirPods Pro you know first generation or second generation if you drop them Nine times out of ten, the case flips open, and the AirPods Pro themselves fall out, and then the case snaps closed again, without you knowing. Have you ever had that happen? I haven't, but I'm going to try it. Go for it. That sounded horrible, but... No, they,
1: they stayed within the case. I mean, I, am, I, I have got my AirPods Pro in a, in a, in a rubber case, so perhaps... The dynamics are slightly different on mine, but yeah, no, I've I've never had that happen. Maybe that's the fix. Um But yeah, so what happened? So on Elago, the, the by night. By the way, oh, so oh, the top bits, the top bit has fallen off. So yeah, oh, okay. I, I've got mine. <laughs> it's got like an iPod click wheel on it. I, I remember, I've seen this before. So oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure I've I've shared this before, but I'll put it in the show notes anyway. Like El- they make all kinds of cool little stuff, like Apple Watch stands and yeah, cases for your Apple for your AirPods and stuff. Yeah, nice, yeah, I've got a link things. in the description.
0: Um, yeah, but so the, the night before the flight, I um, I remember... No, actually, it was the morning, beg your pardon. It was the morning of the flight, very, very early, about 3 o'clock in the morning. I remember dropping my K, the, the AirPods Pro, uh, on, on the floor in the, in the hotel room. Didn't think anything of it, picked it up, checked out, got to the airport. And on the way to the airport, I had a uh, find my notification on the phone saying, uh, you've left your AirPods Pro 2 somewhere. I thought, oh, crikey quickly felt my pockets and felt the case in my pocket and thought, no, must just be, it must be some kind of weird find my bug or something. Again, didn't think anything of it, got to the airport, started the um, check-in process, got the same message again, ignored it, and then a few minutes later thought I'd listen to a podcast or something, flipped open the case, and there was nothing in there. No AirPods Pro, I, I just literally just had the case. Um, Checked, find my, and lo and behold, there was basically about a mile away, my AirPods Pro, and with me, the case. And there was a runway in between on the on the map, so just no chance of getting them. Um, and to cut a very long story short, I did get them back eventually, uh, but it was a really annoying start to the trip, because they were the only, literally the only headphones I brought with me. Because these are so good, because this second generation is so fantastic with noise cancelling and sound, I'm less inclined to take big, heavy over-air headphones with me when i'm traveling now so I, I just brought these with me so i didn't have any headphones with me for the rest of the trip which was a bit irritating and i felt lost without them actually i think i mean i know you love yours as well and i think when it's like having a limb cut off when you don't have your airpods
1: uh, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd love mine even considering my my new toy which we'll, we'll get on to later but oh, yeah. um yeah so you've, now you've had the airpods pro 2 for a little while and you managed to get them back after leaving them in the hotel, which was very fortunate. Um, are, are they are they worth the upgrade from? Have you already got AirPods Pro? Should you be rushing out and buying them? I think you should. Really? Personally, yeah. Even well, even uh, when well, you got your AirPods Pro effectively free, I don't know if you remember that story. I do remember that story. So just uh, um, just a just a recap. I I bought them. As you know on on amazon you can use your your amazon credentials to log into amazon sites in other countries and you can quite often find ridiculous deals on stuff randomly on amazon france or amazon spain or whatever anyway i ordered it from one of those and it they they take care of all the import duty and logistics and all of that and so you pay everything that you need to pay up front all the you know tax and whatever other fees and then it will turn up not like the next day like it would if you if it was shipped from a a local warehouse, but it's you know, sort of three to five days, and it turns up. But they uh, they thought that they'd lost it, and uh, they said, well look, do you want a refund?" And I'm like, "No, I'm happy to wait because I've I've had deliveries from other Amazon sites take two weeks, three weeks, whatever, and they sort of turn up." Um, they were like, "Look, we'll just give you a refund," um, and I was like, "No, I'd rather wait because I do actually want them," um, and then they ended up giving me a refund anyway and then they turned up so i got free airpods pro thank you which amazon so yeah so in my particular case i would be yeah it would be a 200 250 pound outlay I, i'm not sure that it's worth it
0: But i think if you got them for free you technically <laughs> haven't spent any money on airpods pro yet so if you you, you may as well buy yourself a pair of and also you could sell your your, your first generation to fund, oh, partly fund. I don't like that logic because it's a little bit too tempting. <laughs> <laughs> I I think to caveat what I said, I think it depends when you bought your AirPods Pro. So if you bought them six months ago, three months ago, it's probably not worth upgrading. That wouldn't make much financial sense. I think if you bought them a year ago, two years ago, absolutely. The, honestly, they're so good, Rob. That they're, they're, I was knocked back by them. Sound it's is it three things it's not it's it's the sound it's the noise cancelling um it's the transparency mode and it's also the case those four things is there anything else have i missed anything um they're just brilliant it's it's such a good upgrade have you used the the magsafe ability on the case yeah yeah so it's little things like that that I, i i forgot that it could do and um yeah i've charged it via my apple watch um Puck charger, which has been useful. A couple couple of other like magnetic chargers that I've got as well. Um it's, a nice it's just a lot more utility, it's much more useful. It's a nice quality of life improvement. Okay.
1: Well and the lanyard. <laughs> you've got a little lanyard. Lovely. Yeah, well I, I think so, yeah, very impressed. I, I think I've kind of blown my head but headphone budget for the foreseeable future. Unfortunately. Can't talk about. Them. Shall we talk about it? Go for it, yeah. So, yeah, I've been a very naughty boy. I saw... Uh, it was uh, it was the the not-prime-day prime sale. And, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Bang & Olufsen headphones. I've got the H7s, which I'm wearing currently. I've got the H9Is, which are my... If, if I'm around the house, those are the headphones that I'll use for consuming podcasts, music, or whatever. I've always got the AirPods Pro on me, out and about. But i have lusted after the special edition h95s which i'm sure you've seen um they are you know the, the ultimate expression of the the the, the bno wireless headphone so you know i started with the h7s thought they were fantastic i got the h9is which just blow these out of the water um and then the h95s just take it up another notch so they come in this beautiful metal case. Nice. So already, yep. that is. Uh, I mean, it's pretty chunky, but I mean, I don't know. I haven't got, I haven't got a an XM5 case to compare it to, but I imagine it's probably not far off. But it's it. it, it I, I like the fact similar. that it's rectangular and not a sort of weird oblong kind of shape, because that I think would fit into a bag quite nicely due to its rectangular shape. So it's a beautiful case. So that's a you know a win over the equivalent. The, the, the nearest comparison is Air, AirPods Max, obviously, because they're also absurdly expensive headphones. But then the headphones themselves, and you've got some H9s, haven't you? And I have. The build yeah. quality. I don't use them very. It's fantastic. These just yeah. somehow step it up a notch. Just the the machining, I and mean, they've got uh, magnetic ear cups so that you can replace those. And crucially, look, they fold up like that. Oh nice. That's how you fold a pair of That's how you fold a pair of headphones, isn't it? They just go so everything is sort of contained within the the semicircle of the headband. Mm. So you can open them out. They're very comfortable. They just they they just ooze quality. Um, but the thing that I think you would like about them the most is that on each ear cup You've got physical rotating dials to adjust the amount of oh. ANC and transparency and volume on the other side, and you've got an actual physical off switch. Tim, I might,
0: I might need a moment here, Rob.
1: <laughs> so yeah, with your with now now you're kind of a big deal. I think you should uh, get in touch with BO <laughs> and see if you can blag a pair of these because they're they're too expensive to buy unless you get a ridiculous deal on the not prime prime day. As how I much were they don't ask too much money but i basically spent <laughs> airpods max money on these but i think that they are superior to airpods max i think they bearing in mind that we've got airpods max in the house other than noise cancellation and transparency mode which just apple are king of there's not even there's not even a conversation to be had there and mm. head track spatial audio which i i enjoy a lot other than that these uh, h95s just they walk all over the the AirPods Max. They sound better. They're, they're, I, I think they look they look better. I think they're more functional because of the the buttons and the fact that they fold up and they've got a not mm. stupid case. Um, I they're the best headphones I've ever ever owned as they should be for what yeah. they cost. But like, luckily, I'm absolutely delighted with them.
0: So they're, they're AirPods Max without any of the constraints and really annoying decisions made by the manufacturer. I basically. think so. Yeah. Nice. I, yeah, I'm tempted. I mean, I'll 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 have a chat with them see if I can get get a review pair or something. But they're um, they're lovely from what I can see in this slightly pixelated uh, view of um, <laughs> you. They, they do look nice. Well, I
1: did I did post some photos on the Discord.
0: You did. So you're happy with your new toy? Delighted. But as I say, I'm, I'm so unlikely
1: means- to be buying any more headphones ever again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the nice thing about headphones. They last forever, don't they? I mean, as long as you look after them, there—that's it's almost an investment. Yeah.
1: Oh, of. well, well, yeah. well they, they charge via USB-C as well. That's another big plus. There you
0: go. That's the only thing with AirPods Pro 2, and it's the one thing I forgot to get angry about on my <laughs> review of them, um, that they are still lightning.
1: But well, but you, you have, that's not a problem, is it? Because you can charge with your Apple Watch puck or your MagSafe puck. So
0: <laughs> oh no, we'll get to, we'll get to that. I was so tempted to start talking about that. Then. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, but that's yeah. That if if only Apple would do the same thing as people like B and O, just the obvious stuff. Give us a button that lets not so much with the AirPods Pro, but with the AirPods Max. Let us turn them off. Proper case. <laughs> USB-C. We're not asking for really complicated stuff here. It's really simple things. (laughs) Why? Mm. (laughs) Anyway, we'll we'll moan about Apple again in a minute. But, um, yeah, what else have we got on the list? Uh, My 16-inch MacBook Pro. Yeah, I had a bit of a moment with the 16-inch MacBook Pro in London. And, again, it's totally my own fault. I had so much stuff in my bag. I do this all the time. I think I've written about this two or three times where I go – away for business and take too many things with me so i'll take three laptops four ipads a camera um, and then spend most of my time shooting stuff on the iphone 14 anyway so i don't bother (laughs) using the camera and using one of the laptops i took with me um but yeah to london i took the 16 inch macbook pro and the m2 macbook air which sounds stupid i know and most people listening to this will be thinking why did you take two laptops and it's a totally reasonable thing to ask. Um, and the logic behind it is definitely questionable. But my point is that the 16-inch MacBook Pro I use for video editing, and it's the quickest, most powerful tool I've got to, to do do that stuff, particularly when I'm out on the road. The problem with it is that it's not very convenient to use as a blogging tool, you know, as a writing implement. It's, it's a bit too big. So if you're on a train, you know, I'm not in first class. If you're in cattle class like I am, you're not going to fit it on a tray. Well, you can fit it on a tray, but you can't sit down because it's that big. So it's no use for that. And, and while I'm out doing this stuff, I'm, I'm writing and I'm editing at the same time. So I need to get lots of stuff done in one day. So I can't you can't even make a sacrifice with it because it's just physically too big for a lot of these things. Even certain, if you go to a coffee shop, it's too big for certain coffee shop tables. You can't put your coffee on the table. You know, you get you know, a lot of coffee shops have these tiny little round tables that you can't put anything on apart from a cup of coffee and a tiny iPad or a MacBook Air. It's just, it's just very annoying. Um, and the M2 MacBook Air, okay, I could technically get away with it in terms of doing some video editing on it, but I don't want to risk that when it's the base model and I might need to do something quickly and etc etc so i took both of them and i also had the fx3 with me the camera um what else did i have which isn't that heavy actually to be fair that's probably the lightest thing (laughs) in the bag um obviously a lens mini tripod and stuff like that and it was just a very heavy bag um until you took the 16 inch macbook pro out of it that that seemed to be the majority of the weight um, I, just got to, I just thought halfway through the day, if I had a 14-inch MacBook Pro, I wouldn't need to take the MacBook Air, because it would be the right size. That would, that would solve all of the problems, basically. Um, and then you start questioning, why have I got the 16-inch MacBook Pro when most of the editing I do is here in the studio on the studio display? I do a fair bit, I suppose, at home, so I am making use of that big screen. But would it matter if I had the 14-inch version? Probably not. It would certainly save my back, my health. So, yeah, I had a bit of a moment. I'm not sure what to do.
1: Do you think your uh, M2 you MacBook Air would cut the mustard? For editing? Yeah. Well, you know, editing on the it road. Would. Again, given that you mostly bring the footage back and edit it in the studio anyway.
0: Yeah. I've always said this with the, with the base-level MacBook. Both the, the M1 and the, the m2 version that it's in a pinch it's absolutely fine i think my worry with it is that it might it might fail at a really important moment and because i've got so many videos planned any kind of break in that process causes fairly big issues with the whole with the whole production process and, and the, the schedule that i've got and this 16-inch macbook pro never i shouldn't say this but touchwood never misses a beat it's so it's just <laughs> i've ruined this now haven't I? um it, it just works it, it's just so powerful, but yeah it's all it's all about compromises isn't it i suppose but what i am potentially going to do i think next month we are going to see new m2 powered uh, macbook pros i will i think what i might do is get the base model 14 inch version and run that alongside the 16 inch and get a get a feel for would i miss anything if i went down down in inverted commas to that 14 inch version i think that's worth investigating I, I don't know the answer to that yeah I'll, I think i would so. be
1: interested to interested to to find out. I think that's a good plan. Yeah,
0: we'll see what happens. Right, uh, Android quickly. Um we've got Pixel stuff here. Uh the Pixel 7 Pro is p- possibly the best phone that I've used this year, I think. Um best phone definitely full best stop. Android phone or I've used best Android ever. phone. Possibly. No, possibly the best phone. And a lot of that is a lot of that is be- is because of the price. It's so so competitively priced. So well made. I love the camera anyway, which is a sub- subjective thing, obviously. Um, yeah, the, the the best Android experience. Uh, I think it looks really nice. Uh, everything about it. It's just it's a it's a wonderful phone.
1: It's a fine looking phone. I agree. And you know, so if I hadn't just concluded my Android adventure, where it started with the Nothing phone, which my dad ended up with. And then tried the S twenty two Ultra to see if it was really as bad as you said it was, and it was. Um and I tried the Galaxy Watch, which was appalling, and you know, concluded that uh Wear OS three is still Wear OS. It's the least worst iteration of Wear OS, but it's still Wear OS and it, it's just it's not it's not there yet. And it's just agonizingly close, but it's yeah. I, I I've it's the it's the Apple Watch that's keeping me. Um, in, in in the iPhone space. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so, I mean, so, the, so the, the, the phone is fantastic. How's
0: the Pixel Watch? Yep. It's too small for me, personally. I find it too small. I, th- I think we, if, the big question with this is whether or not Apple, uh, Apple whether or not Google will continue to make the Pixel Watch. We know they get bored of things; they just turn stuff off. stop—is it Stadia? They stopped. Oh yeah, <laughs> out, they out killed the Stadia, and, didn't they? Yeah, yeah long, after a long raft of things that they've just kind of got bored of and cancelled, you do wonder how long they'll carry on. They'll stick with the Pixel Watch, and I suppose a lot of it will depend on how well it sells and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I mean, technically, it's a, it's a great little watch. Actually, it, it feels like a Fitbit which obviously it's going to because they, they own Fitbit and the Fitbit team have played a big part in its development. But um, that's probably the best way to describe it. I think it feels and looks like a, a very nice Fitbit. Um, but it's too, but personally for me, it's too small. And again, in fairness, that's me coming from the, <laughs> having worn the Apple Watch Ultra for two or three weeks beforehand, um, which will have influenced that, that feeling of it being fairly tiny. But uh, it, it still is, for me, I prefer bigger watches. Um, it just needs a. It needs that second size, like the Apple Watch has always had. You know, have the have your little one and have the bigger one for people who want either one, either size. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's it, bearing in mind it's it's got an Exynos chip in it. It's it's nice and quick. I, I didn't have any issues with it in terms of it being laggy or stuttery or jittery, etc. Well, in um, terms of
1: responsiveness, how did it feel compared to your Galaxy Watch Five Pro? Better that's interesting because it's got an Definitely older better. processor than the Galaxy Watch yep. 5 which suggests that Samsung have samsungified it. So yeah, so on paper the the Galaxy Watch 5 Pro should wipe the floor with the Pixel Watch but it doesn't because it's running a purer Wear OS, I imagine.
0: It feels very similar to, the, to similar to the comparison between a pixel phone and a samsung phone Mm. the samsung phone in the uk at least if you take the s22 ultra feels pretty horrible um compared to felt pretty horrible we need to walk that back and we'll get on to that yeah we'll get on to that in a minute definitely um whereas the pixel it's just yeah pixel 7 is buttery smooth and it's the, the pixel watch isn't buttery smooth but it's not it's not as slightly irritating to use as the watch 5 pro yeah that's a, that's that the way. issue that um, i had with the galaxy watch
1: 5 was it was just a bit irritating it just it didn't register touches just you know you'd do it and then the thing that you were trying to do happened just a little bit too long you know it took a little bit too long to do the thing such that you yeah. have w- already started the motion to go and do it again and then you find yourself tapping something that you didn't want to because you weren't expecting that that the first thing to happen you know it, it was it was a frustrating experience so if it's slightly better on the pixel watch uh, that's that's good I mean, that's a- can you are they still giving them away free with the pre-orders I think they to are it, like, till the yeah. end of the month I mean that's a pretty stocking I, deal because it's already a very keenly amazing. priced device and if you get the wearable thrown in as well and you're already pretty settled in android land it's a no-brainer to say if I were going to buy an android phone today it'd be a pixel 7 pro yeah I, I couldn't recommend anything else yeah
0: it, again mainly based on the price which is so important at the moment but you're getting so much for the for your money with that and when you compare it against the the iphone 14 any of the iphone 14s which are so expensive particularly the pro max which is the the pro max is the nearest competitor to, to competitor to the uh, 7 pro same size screen same specs really um and it's it, how much is it it's 1300 is that what the pro max starts at um whereas the 7 other. pro is 899 I think it's 1200 it's, it's 1200. anyway yeah so it's just no competition really Um, But, yeah, I've been really impressed with it. I'm doing some more testing with the Pixel Watch as well. I'm going to do a follow-up video uh, probably next week, I think, or the week after. Um, I need need to spend a bit more time with it. It was quite impressive in London, actually. It's worth mentioning this. Um, So by the end of the day in London, where I'd done all those, I think, 30,000 steps or whatever, 18 miles, by, I'm sure I got this right, by by 9 o'clock that evening, it still had 40% battery left or something. Now, I hadn't been, I I didn't run any, kind of tracking stuff on it during the day i just let it i just left it as it was you know it was just doing its heart rate monitoring and the step counts and all that sort of thing i didn't really use it much the day throughout the day either but it was on it was on my wrist it was doing its own monitoring and it lasted brilliantly and i think actually thinking back i even went to bed with it did the sleep the um, sleep tracking thing and then woke up the next day and it had something like i don't know 20 percent remaining it, it lost quite a lot overnight for some reason but it, it did it got me through that entire long day in london and a night of sleep tracking as well. So I, I thought that was quite impressive, given how small it is. That is impressive, because, yeah, right. because it's so
1: small, the main concern I had about it would be that the battery life wouldn't be up to
0: snuff. Clearly, that isn't the case. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just very quickly, then, the S22 Ultra.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm still using the One UI 5 Beta, and, um, yep. yeah, obviously, because we spoke two weeks ago, and I sort of said initial impressions were that it might be all right and yeah it just it doesn't piss me off anymore
0: <laughs> that should be that should be their marketing slogan shouldn't <laughs> they for the for the s23 this one won't piss you <laughs> off <out. laughs> yeah you that is actually
1: quite a pleasant experience so that so the, the one ui5 and the android 13 coupled with all of the tweaks that i did when it was horrible to try and make it less horrible which i will send you because i think you should try them and because uh, it makes it, it it makes everything feel much more snappy. There's, there are a bunch of settings you can tweak, and um yeah, I'd be interested to know your thoughts. Won't go through them here, or maybe I'll put them in the in the show notes yeah. if anyone's got an S twenty two Ultra Exynos and wants to try out my slightly tweaked version. And that was just the stuff that you can do out of the box. There are various other things that you can do to de-Samsungify it if you can be bothered, um, but it's a bit hands-on and I don't think most people are going to want to do that most of the time but um but certainly yeah one UI5 is brilliant but then it also turns out that the latest one UI 4.1 seems to fix a lot of the the jitters and glitches and <laughs> all of the annoyances
0: it does because I mean by the time this this goes live my video from Friday will have gone live which is a, a revisit of the, the s22 ultra based on this so I', I, I decided to do this video based on what you'd said about the, the beta version, but also a few days ago, um, someone on Twitter said, wow, the the, the latest um, update has fixed my S22 Ultra. And I assumed that was the version you've been using, but it turns out it's not. It, like you say, it's, it's 4.1. So I thought I'd take the, the, uh, the phone with me to Amsterdam. So I had it with me for a couple of days. And I won't give everything away, obviously, but it, it's... Um, yeah, it's fixed most of the problems actually, and it's quite a nice phone to use now. You, you kind of get, you, you kind of get the idea of what it must be like if you had the Snapdragon version <laughs> you know, if you lived in, you know, somewhere else. Well, so I've, I've um, been, but so it's taken. No, carry on. I was gonna say, uh, it's, it, there's been so many updates to that phone since I had it. I think I've had it since February, and there must have been fifteen OS updates or something ridiculous. They're just every time you turn it on, there's a new, there's a new update. And what was happening when when you updated it? previously it would be better for about a day and then those jitters and stutters would kind of creep back in over time so far again touch wood that hasn't happened with this 4.1 yeah well, it feels much better. i've been using
1: the beta for a month and it's it's fine um what is not fine obviously now i've got the 14 pro max i you know i i got both phones taking photos of the kids just like side by side in the usual sort of conditions that I would. And the 14 Pro Max just wipes the floor with it. Yeah. It Actually, that wasn't the 14 Pro Max. That was a 12. Hang on. That was the 14 Pro Max. <laughs> there we go. you got more phones than me, Rob. So, yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, doing the old... Bip, 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 bip. Take the pictures. Yeah, I because I, I thought, okay, you know, everything else is brilliant. Let's see if maybe they've tweaked the image processing. Because, you know, remember that the test I did where just even the nothing phone took better photos of my kids than the s22 ultra So yeah it's just it's so frustrating because yeah if you if you give it plenty of light if you've if got sort of landscape still subjects the s22 camera is amazing and the and the 10x zoom is ridiculous um but yeah i just i, I can't use it for the thing that i take photos of the most which are my my kids and for yeah for less than ideal lighting conditions moving subjects uncooperative subjects um the 14 pro max just it gets it right more often than not so i'm delighted with this thing that's all you want i I begrudge the fact that it costs so much money and and i hate myself for paying full (laughs) price for it but it has made a meaningful difference to my life i just it makes me happy every day
0: good that's what's important Right, okay, we, we've done the phones, haven't we? Uh, we have got the Sony Xperia here. I do have the Sony Xperia 5 Mark Four. ridiculous name, thanks, Sony, um, uh, which arrived yeah, yesterday. It's a, f- as it's, a review. it's a 5, is it, not a 10? It's the 5... Was oh, Was it a
1: 10 maybe. Mark Five?
0: On the box, it's the 5, it says 5, then in Roman numerals, 4. Oh, okay, well, then that's, I think it's the 5 it Mark is. Four. Okay,
1: so uh, what are you allowed to tell us about it's that? Are you only
0: allowed to mind. tell us that you've got it at this stage? Oh no! I can. I can. It's not under embargo or anything at all. They um they were late in sending it to me. They have screwed up with the <laughs> with the post. I should have had this about two weeks ago, but it, it didn't happen. Um. So yeah, there you go. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to decide what to do with it in terms of a video, what to compare it against, and how to. Because at this point. People have bought their phones or they've decided what they want this isn't a phone for the mass market either as we know um, but it's a very interesting phone because it's got some very interesting camera features it's got an interesting screen it's a really interesting form factor as well
1: is it very like 21 by 9 isn't
0: it it's something like that isn't it yeah um, I've, I've literally only started using it today so I, I haven't got many thoughts on it yet but I'm gonna do something with it next week I'm, d- I'm just not sure what really but uh stay tuned on that one um, we're gonna have to talk Apple now, I think. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> we won't give them that long because we've been recording for a little while now. So we'll, we'll just we'll just scoot through it and just get annoyed about the stuff to get that he's getting annoyed about. Um, so we do. F- firstly, we knew there wasn't going to be an event. There, there was no event planned clearly, and it was pretty clear from the rumours two or three weeks ago that, that was the case. So there were no big expectations as far as that, which has suggested that this wasn't going to be a particularly exciting launch for, for anything, really. Um, and then we started to hear that the Macs aren't going to come until November, so this would purely be an a iPad-only type thing. It wasn't an iPad-only type thing, which we'll get onto in a minute. But um, I think my problem with, with what's happened this week is that there's just been some really weird decisions made by Apple, some completely unfathomable decisions that they've made which are quite rightly really pissing people off and i totally understand why um what what we what's your if we start with the ipad side of things what's your thoughts your immediate thoughts
1: um i think the well the the refreshed m2 ipad pros are a complete non-event i can't think of anything interesting to say about them yeah. other than you get a braided cable in the box which i don't think the old ones had did they
0: I don't think so, no. So
1: it's, got, yeah, so it's got an M two 6E Wi-Fi and a braided cable. And other than that, complete waste of time. Then you've got the 10th gen iPad, which comes in some cool colours. And, you know, it's got a much more modern design. But it's just, it's a crap air, is what it is. Because it hasn't got a laminated display. It's not got the colour accuracy. It only supports the original Apple Pencil. But it's got a USB-C port, so you can't charge it without a dongle. <laughs> um and then it just yeah the usual sorry
0: No sorry i was just getting annoyed and then just the 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 usual nonsense
1: the usual nonsense of the the base model of any ipad where you've got just an unusable amount of storage so it starts at 64 gig and then the next tier up is 256 and like 64 isn't enough 256 for most people most of the time is too much and the difference in price is offensive and here in the UK, the price is already offensive, so it starts at 500 quid. Um, and the only reason I could think of that you would get one of those rather than just a ninth gen and save some money um, or, you know, cough up the extra and get a proper air is the cool new keyboard case, which sort of Microsoft surface it, doesn't it? So it's got like a kickstand, yeah. a detachable keyboard. looks very cool it should really have come in the same colors as the ipads i'm not sure i'm all that keen on the white um but yeah so you know if you want a 10th gen ipad and you want the cool keyboard case you're up to 800 quid for a machine with 64 gigs of storage
0: I love the colours. That that was the first. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing they're playing on. And knowing Apple, they they've probably worked out and done the research that they know that people will just buy this based on the colours, so that it will just work. And this is Tim Cook's Apple. It's it's primed for making shed loads of money basically. And I'm sure they know what they're doing with that. But it also feels like someone they started designing it and thinking, right, you know, we need to get rid of the bezels, get rid of the touch ID front facing button. And they got so far with it and thought, and suddenly realised that it it, it was starting to turn into the iPad Air. And they were like, oh, crikey, hang on a minute, we need to make it a bit shit. So we'll we'll make sure it doesn't have the Apple Pencil 2 support, and we'll give them a dongle. We'll make them buy a $9 dongle as well to really cheese them off. Um, It it just feels like there were two groups of people working on this. One that were like, yeah, we want to make this the best possible entry-level iPad. But they didn't. For some reason, they'd forgotten that the iPad Air existed. So the iPad Air team came in and said, oh, "Well, hang on a minute. It's too too similar to our iPad. Make it worse. Do some. Make it really annoying for for people who, you know, decide to go for that one. It's just ludic- ludicrously strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I yeah. I don't know what the answer is either, really, because well, think, well, there, has the to be, there is. needs to be that entry level iPad.
1: Well there is. So I think if you want if you want a cheap and cheerful, basic, bare bones iPad experience, you can still buy the ninth gen and you should proceed with that, in my opinion. Because yeah, if you're looking at spending eight hundred quid on an iPad with a keyboard case, you should stop doing that and just get a refurbished M One MacBook Air and you'll have a much better time. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. Actually I'll tell yeah. you the real reason I'm not, I, the real me. reason I'm salty about these iPads is the is the price increase. Because I just gave my yeah. iPad Pro to my brother because I knew that there were new iPads coming in. What I didn't foresee was how offensively expensive they would be. So I'm iPadless currently and I'm not oh, spending no. what Apple want me to spend to get to replace it. So yeah, they can chug
0: on. <laughs> So I've I've ordered the twelve point nine inch iPad Pro, the M2 iPad Pro. Um, I I'm not convinced I'll keep it though, because because I'm I'm looking at it from two angles really. One of them is to review it. It's important I do that for my for the business. But secondly, I'm looking at it from a business owner, and there's absolutely no value in me buying that as a tool for this for this business at all because i've got a 2018 ipad pro that i don't use much anyway to be fair and the reason i don't use it much is because it doesn't really do anything that i need it to do I, you know, i've got an ipad air for my regular ipad type duties because that ipad pro doesn't have any of the pro apps that i need on it mainly final cut pro which i know i'm really boring about and but it's you know, it's important to me um, and important to a lot of other people as well that, actually, going back to the London trip, and I made a point of this in the little write-up I did about it, if the iPad Pro had Final Cut Pro support, that would have been the only thing that I would, I would have taken with me. So rather than the M2 MacBook Air the, the, the MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro, I would have just taken that iPad Pro, because it would have done everything that I needed, and had a lovely touchscreen, and you know, it would have been absolutely perfect. You know, on the train on the way home, I could have used it to watch Netflix. The absolute ideal tool. But because Apple, for some reason either hasn't got the desire or they're having problems with it, whatever it is with Final Cut Pro on the iPad. We've, we're, in, we're in a position now where the pro app of choice in terms of video editing that they feature on their website is DaVinci Resolve. It's a third-party app, which I'm sure is great and will satisfy a lot of people who use that. Great, I'm happy for them. But the fact that it's, it's a third-party app rather than their own widely used video editing Software is just absolutely farcical. It just doesn't make any sense. And instead, they're putting all their effort into things like Stage Manager, which no one wants, doesn't work. They're having to pull it back. They're doing all these weird U turns where they're now making it work on older iPads. It, it feels like an absolute mess, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Um, so <laughs> we'll see what I think to that, that iPad Pro when it arrives. But the, the, the other thing with it, I don't know how to review it. It's a little bit like the iPhone 14 Pro Max. What do I do with this M2 iPad Pro? I've asked on Twitter, and people come back and say things like, "Oh, install DaVinci Resolve on it, get some eight K footage, and, and really put it through its paces." And I just can't be asked. This is such an, such an unlikely um, <laughs> workflow, have, isn't leave, it? Leave that uh, for Deem. <laughs> yeah max tech that's that's their territory isn't it um can we just go kind of very quick? actually let's get on have we done the ipads because yeah, yeah, it's just so I'm, boring I'm, yeah, isn't yeah it? done apple tv apple tv 4k the, the new one yeah. which isn't new is it it's got is it the a15 bionic in it it's got an
1: a15 in it and it's got four gigs of ram instead of three gigs of ram it's a bit smaller and the box is slightly more rectangular Oh, and the Siri remote's has right. USB-C, but you
0: don't get a cable in the box. Right. Let me just moment, right. Yeah, the, the the USB-C thing. So we've we're now we're now in a place where we've got a Siri remote that has USB-C charging, but we've got an iPhone and a brand new, a brand new iPhone and a brand new pair of AirPods Pro that are still Lightning. <laughs> 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 Lost for words. It's like. What? I think that the problem with this is that they don't, they don't care, do they? Again, it's the it's the it's the Tim Cook Apple thing. I don't, have you um have you seen this book called uh, After Steve, written by a guy called Trip? Someone, I can't think what his, what his surname is. I'll, I'll put a link in the description. But um, it's basically the the kind of story of Apple from the point at which Steve Jobs dies and it's you know, the reins are handed over to Tim Cook. Um, how much of it is true? You know, it could all be conjecture. and... You know, kind of uh, all sorts of things going on in terms of Chinese whispers and stuff, but um, it's it's genuinely quite interesting. And, and the conclusion, without giving too much away, the conclusion of the book is that there's, there were two apples. You know, the first one was the the, the um, Steve Jobs era, which was all about the the magic and the creativity and him working hand in hand with Johnny Ive. And then there's the Tim Cook era, era where Johnny Ive got pissed off, left because of t- t- being, there being too many meetings and things. Um, and apparently internally the the staff at Apple see the, you know, the original kind of Steve Jobs era as being that really enjoyable creative period, and the current era with Tim Cook is the just make a shit ton of money era. And that's kind of what happens here, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're making more money than any of us can comprehend. And they know that they they must know that these iPads are going to sell well they're not thinking about that dongle. It's just they've just done it, put it out there whatever. They're not they're not sitting there now th- worrying about the, the all of the bad press they're getting. I'm sure it crosses their mind, but they still they're smart enough to know that they're going to sell this stuff. They're going to keep selling things, they're going to keep selling services. They're not going to suddenly disappear overnight because of a questionable iPad update and things like USB-C charging on the on the Siri remote. It's just frustrating I think from our point of view, isn't it? It's annoying. the the most annoying thing about the
1: new apple tv for me is that superficially it looks like it's a bit cheaper but it isn't because the base model apple tv 4k is a little bit gimped so you've got no ethernet on the base model and it hasn't got thread and matter support either so if those things are important to you you've got to stump up for the 128 gig model Hmm. um so it's actually more expensive unless you don't care about Ethernet or you're using it as a smart home hub. But, you know, it's 12% yeah. thinner and 50% lighter, so so that's yeah. nice.
0: Hasn't got an M2 in it, though, has it? would be nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, yeah. I will not be getting yeah.
0: one because it's a waste of time.
1: But I guess if you're in the market for an Apple TV 4K, why not... I mean, it is still a very good set-top box. In my oh, it is. It's
0: brilliant. I think that's like a lot of this stuff. If, if you're in the market for these things, it's great. It, wait, is it a great time? It's a great time to buy the Apple TV. It's, as you've discovered, it's a, it's a, it's a not-so-great time to buy a new iPad because they're so expensive. Oh. And it's not it's a not-great time to buy an iPhone either because they're expensive as well. Um, yeah. It's all, all doom and gloom now, isn't it? i feel better though for having a bit of a moan yeah
1: we've got some some miscellaneous apple facts which are slightly more interesting so from the 24th of october if you've got an iphone an ipad or an apple tv you'll be able to subscribe to fitness plus without an apple watch which you haven't been able to do historically so you obviously won't get your real-time metrics your heart rate and all the sort of stuff that you would get if you were wearing an apple watch but you will still be able to do the workouts and they will count towards your activity in the health app so that's quite cool um what else has happened oh the you know the
0: the continuity camera belkin stand
1: oh you've got one hello yeah so they're, they're out now
0: <laughs> yeah it arrived today yeah. they're out now uh, there is an issue with this just very quickly there's a bit of an issue with this i've done a youtube short on this for tomorrow but um it's really nice actually i've been playing with it all well it should for be for recording. 40 quid or whatever it costs yeah it's not cheap is it it's 30 quid i mm-hmm. think it was i paid for it um it's very well made though so Still not worth that, but anyway. But the issue, if you've got a... I haven't tried this yet with the MacBook Pro, but with the MacBook Air, the M2 version, if you've got that and an iPhone 14 Pro Max, which is quite a heavy phone, I hadn't thought about this, but uh, basically this so this Belkin thing attaches via MagSafe to the back of your phone, and it's got this little flap that you flip open, which hooks it over your top of your laptop, basically, on the screen. But, and they make a note of this in the packaging, so there's a really big thing in the packaging that shows you exactly how to position your screen. I saw that when I first looked at it and thought, well, that's, yeah, that's obvious, isn't it? But the reason I say that is because if you put it on and push your screen a little bit too far back, just a gnat's whisker too far back, it just goes. Because <laughs> the, the weight of the iPhone 14 Pro Max pulls your entire laptop back. Uh, there's, you don't get much... There's not much give is a, is a very fine margin in terms of where you have to position it and the, the for me anyway where you position it is a little bit too far forward i think and then you forever wor- forever worrying about your laptop falling off the back of the table because of your, <laughs> your iPhone 14 Pro Max
1: yeah well so well we'll yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll await your sort of long term usage but what might be interesting to a lot of people is that the latest version of Camo now operates wirelessly so version 1.9, so it was Doc, posted it on the Discord earlier, this wasn't on my radar, so literally this evening I found out about this, Um, so yeah, you might might consider using Camo still, rather than continuity camera, but yeah, absolutely,
0: because we like Camo, Camo is a
1: brilliant piece of software.
0: It is, yeah. I'd much rather push camo than Apple stuff. Uh, What else was there?
1: Oh, yeah. So that one that you've got there is obviously for laptops, isn't it? Apparently, there is one coming that which will be more suitable for attaching to a display or you know, sort of something larger with more depth than a the lid of a laptop and on the subject of laptops historically macs have always been mac portable macs have always been referred to as notebooks but just recently they've rebranded every sort of instance of the word notebook to laptop i don't know if you saw this no i hadn't no you go you go and you look on the apple website now they're now mac laptops not mac notebooks as they have historically been interesting i wonder why they made that change I think because no one calls them notebooks anymore, do they? Um, Fair enough. What other news is there? Oh, the iPhone Plus isn't selling well, which is surprising. And what, why that, The reason that's interesting to me, in and of itself, okay, great, people aren't buying the iPhone Plus. The reason it's interesting to me is because I got asked to do a survey. As an iPhone 14 Pro Max purchaser, Apple sent me a survey, and they were asking me all sorts of questions about why I bought that instead of a 14 Plus so that was interesting so i think perhaps they're interesting you know they wanted to know whether you know what what made you go for the pro max did you not want to wait you know was it was, the, was it because the 14 plus was delayed did you want the pro motion display did you want the third camera just pages and pages of questions interrogating me about how dare you buy 14 pro max instead of the plus what's wrong with you <laughs> so yeah anyway so that's not selling well they apparently they've scaled back their orders and all that sort of stuff but the most wacky thing about or apple news recently since we last spoke is they quietly announced a savings account did you see this
0: no that's complete. that's totally so news. i'll put a me.
1: link to the to the press release but yeah you have got an apple card so this will be us only for now um they will pay you a a, a high yield i don't think they've sort of expressed what interest it will return but yeah, if you've got an apple card you can get an apple savings account now or well, not now it'll, it'll be it's coming soon so again it's all through the goldman sachs thing like the card mm but um yeah. so the the sort of unique selling point is that so with the apple card you've got daily cash haven't you you've got the sort of three percent. one percent where if you buy something directly from apple you can get three percent cash back if you buy from certain other merchants you get two percent and then all other purchases you get one percent back you can now redirect though that daily cash into this new high yield savings account and have it earning interest for you so there's something to watch out for there it's not available yet it's coming soon but yeah there is a a press release about
0: it on the apple newsroom right there's quite a bit more on the list here uh, including a microsoft event which i didn't even know took place until earlier today oh you
1: didn't catch that one well we can talk about that next time it'll be just as boring then
0: let's (laughs) save it for then shall we (laughs) also the dog's starting to make funny noises which he, he seems to know when the podcast is nearing an end like he's got a, a sense that we're, we've, uh, we've waffled on for too long. I do feel better now, and now I've moaned more about I've been moaning for the last, the last two days about the Apple launches, but I do feel better I don't know about you. I feel a bit more um, yeah, rejuvenated by that.
1: Yeah, it's good, good to get it off your chest, isn't it?
0: It is, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we'll put all the links and stuff in the show notes, and uh, I'm going to go off now and try and work out how to review an iPad Pro that I've got absolutely no interest <laughs> in whatsoever. All oh, right, you enjoy that. Thank you. (laughs) Cheers.